Are you ready for this? It's Hump Day Happy Hour. Hump Day Happy Hour. With Becky and John. Welcome to Hump Day Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm John. We are Team BJ. Welcome. Thanks so much for listening. This is the podcast where we talk about everybody's favorite things, sex and food. Oh, yes. And this episode actually marks the one-year anniversary of Hump Day Happy Hour. We've made it a year. Yes, they say the first year of a relationship is the hardest, so we're really excited to have made it So it's all uphill from here on out. Exactly. In fact, to celebrate our anniversary, we've decided to bring on a guest, our first ever... That's right, our first ever guest. We're very pleased to introduce Mel Newman. She is self-described in her stand-up comedy as, I have purple hair, piercings, tattoos, I'm a hardcore comic book nerd who can school you in Marvel trivia, debate the socio-political ramifications of the Wayne family on Gotham City, and kick ass in Skyrim while knocking back a beer. She also happens to be a dear friend of mine with a wide array of knowledge on many sexual topics. Mel, we're so glad to have you on the show. Say hello. Welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, would you like to say a few words about your background or maybe yeah. your interests related to sex and food? Well, I don't think it's possible to have interests that aren't related to sex and food. Um, I studied the psychology of human sexuality in an academic setting a little bit. It was unfortunately more limited than I wanted it to be, but since then, I've maintained just sort of a morbid fascination with all things sex and who doesn't love eating. <laughs> true. So you know your shit. I, like, yeah, I, I kind of know my shit, yeah. She knows the shit. <laughs> and she's a ton of fun. Um, so this episode, we're going to continue doing what we've done the last few episodes. We're going to field a couple of questions from our listeners. Yeah. Let's kick things off with our first question. Here we go. Is having a three-way really every man's fantasy? Oh. What are the ground rules for introducing a three-way into an established relationship? Uh, Mel, why don't you go ahead and start that one off? Well, to first off deal with the part about is it every man's fantasy, I was curious about that myself, so I decided to do a little bit of research, and I found the best source was Pornhub.com. Ooh, the good people at Pornhub. The good people at the Institute of Pornhub.com. It's a great website. Great website, tons of information. I've been there. Yes, and they have conducted some studies according to their own research for people who click on different kinds of porn. Oh, what we have learned that out of the top 25 categories clicked on in Pornhub.com in the separate genders, threesome is number two for women, where oh. it does not even make the top 25 for men. Doesn't even make the top 25. Not even, and according to Pornhub.com, women are 75% more likely to view three-way sex scenes than their male counterparts. So I think what tells what this tells us is is it every man's fantasy? Maybe not, but it sounds like it's most women's. Yeah, they're just getting into the mind. Yeah, they're they exceptioning that thought, right? They really want to see it. Number yeah. two, one search for women is actually lesbians. So we oh. seem to have an innate fascination watching girls getting it on. I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a learning tool, actually. Is what I'm it it's really pretty hot. Is. Yeah. So with the whole fantasy thing, again, it seems to be most women. So I think for if this is a woman asking this question, what we really need to pay attention to is, is it your fantasy or do you think it's your boyfriend's? That's a good point. So really it might not actually, if you're just trying to please your man, that might actually not be what he's into. It sounds like according to the statistics, not probably the one she's into. Yeah. Yeah. But for the sake of answering the question, we should talk about ground rules. 
yeah what are the what do you think some of the ground rules are for introducing a three-way well I think that ground rule number one is making sure that you're both equally into it you have to make sure that your partner wants it just as much as you do and establish if it's going to be boy girl boy or girl girl boy Mm-hmm. Know what you want. To, what, what game you want to play? Like, you pick the game. Exactly. Which characters choose, are we gonna yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose your own adventure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I so speaking personally, I would say that having a three way is definitely one of like my fantasies, you know, and it's something that John that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the bedroom, um, it's sexy to think about. It is sexy to think about. I don't know that like I could actually go through with it in reality, or I mean, I guess I could, but it's not something. It, it seems like a hard. lot of work, you know, in this day and age. Like again, you got to get your schedules correct. You got to be into it. You know, it's another like, person. Do I do we with. do we do dinner before this? Do you do drinks? Like I, I don't know. It's just yeah, a logistical nightmare. Yeah, exactly. And as much as a logistical nightmare as it might be, though, how exciting is it? The idea of actually bringing a fantasy into reality. Yeah, I mean, I don't like like I said, I definitely like to think about it. Like the idea of somebody else watching somebody else get you off is like you know, it turns yeah. me on. So I think really what it comes down to, what I want to know from you guys is as a couple, would you do it? You know, great question. Like, really? I, I do you would, really think I would, you I would? would? Maybe, I would maybe act tough like in the meeting. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it yeah. sounds fun. And then I would probably bitch out. Mm. I think I would, I might be the one that bitches out. But. Just like you would feel too nervous about it? Yeah. Or, you know, I, you know, maybe drinking, you know, I guess it would be circumstantial. I guess it all depends on you the mean, circumstances. Like if it just, like if it just sort of naturally happened, you could sort of see it happening. Like yeah. if a circumstance just presented itself. Yeah. I think it's very rare that a threesome exists in the wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not just going to catch it. You're not just going to come across one. And, okay, like maybe in we the movies, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. And if Hollywood's taught us anything, it's right. that it's always correct. Yeah, I've seen wild things, and that's how it happens. See, I would do it. I would totally. You know, it's all about circumstance at the same time, but I think going back to the ground rules, it's all about communication. You have to establish the parameters with your partner and make sure that the stability of your emotional relationship is is going to be intact so if I was with somebody and we really could talk about it if he was cool to talk about it I'm cool to talk about it and as long as we figure out a situation we're both comfortable with I think it could be really fucking hot I do too I mean you know I will say just to give our give us a little more credit we um in a way we have established a three-way with this podcast That's episode true. we've introduced mm-hmm. yeah. somebody else into the relationship I'm really honored to be your first guy oh, you <laughs> we're, welcome. we're really excited to have you as I said and it's even better because I don't live around here so there won't be any awkward run-ins at the grocery store after we've all gotten it on and you can share it with your friends I can <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving yeah it's the gift that keeps on giving um, I like what you said, though. Just, you know, open communication, trust. Those are just sort of essential ground rules. Don't be afraid it. to talk about it. Yeah. And I think the number one rule is if you want something in your relationship, you have to ask for it. That's true. Yeah, no one's going to figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Remain you open-minded yeah, and non-judgmental. Exactly. Well, thank you. Let's. Um, I think that goes well into our second question. jumps us right into our second question. <laughs> our other listener asked, how do you tell your partner that you have a fetish? Does everyone have a fetish? Oh. Uh, Mel, I'm going to hand this over to, this one over to you again. I see you've got a big I think, smile I think on you your face. Know something about this, Mel. Oh, you're bringing it straight to me because you know my obsession with studying fetishes. Well, yes, I do. Oh. They're so fun and they're so fascinating. So I think the first thing in order to 
discuss fetishes, we have to establish exactly what a fetish is. Yeah, what is a fetish? Well, the working medical definition of a fetish right now is an inanimate object or external stimuli that serves as a source of sexual satisfaction or fulfillment of sexual fantasies or urges. So that means that you're bringing something outside of the human body into your sexual experience. Objects, ideas, sometimes it's um, sensations, you know. So... If we're talking about fetish and does everyone have one, no, not everyone has one. However, most people have kinks. Oh, kinks. Yes. Kinks are very similar to fetish. The only difference between a kink and a fetish is kinks are wanted but not required. It's a difference between need and want. You can do it without. Exactly. Okay. It's adding to an already satisfying situation. So as a fetish, you can't really come... Until you fulfill it's your It's pretty required. Okay, okay. so it's, it's like batteries for some Exactly. It's, it's okay. You know, gotcha. you get th- certain things can't run without batteries, which is funny because that's a fetish in and of itself. <laughs> oh, of course. So as far as introducing a fetish into your relationship, there's a lot of ways to do that. And one of them is really treat it like an intimate experience with your partner. If you're in a comfortable maintained relationship treat it as something where you want your partner to know you more you want to experience it together start small take it slow if you have a bondage fetish you don't need to whip out the full japanese rope set on the first date you know you can sort of start small maybe one hand tied behind someone's back to deal with the power dynamics see how it feels and make sure that everyone's comfortable safe words are so important it's like a good potluck. You want everyone to be comfortable. Okay. Yeah, you know, and you want to bring something for everyone. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think the second part of this question was, does everyone have a fetish? And I think you kind of answered that. Yeah. That um, no. But but maybe, you know, but kink might be the, the, the word that describes mm-hmm. more what's more common commonly seen. Yeah. And if you're looking to find more people to talk to about it, and if you want to sort of explore your fetish before bringing it into a partner and you just want to learn more about it, there is a huge global fetish community full of people who are completely devoted to awareness and education and helping you figure out what your fetish is, what it means, and how to develop it in a healthy, safe, consensual way. Safe, healthy, consensual way. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. and open communication again. Yeah, kind of goes yeah. Back to what we, we've been talking about in this communication. Whole time. Don't judge your partner. Don't judge yourself. You can't help what you're into. So just find somebody who's as cool with it as you are. I feel so safe right now. I just yeah. say that. little circle of security going on right here. This is this is the circle of sexual security. Cir- this table. Circle of sexual security. It feels good. It does. Well, thanks a lot for your input, Mel. Yeah, that was great. Thank Um, you guys for listening to me. (laughs) Let's move right into the second segment of our show. What's cooking good looking? Oh, yeah. What is cooking? Uh, In fact, nothing is cooking this week. I don't think so. Um, This week, instead of preparing a dish, we actually are trying out a new food apparatus, I guess you could say. It's a device known as the Soda Stream. Yes. Pretty much just a water carbonator, so you can make your own sodas. Uh, this week was my birthday, so it was actually my 30th birthday. Well, happy birthday again. And mm-hmm. thank you. I knew that John was going to get me a big present for the big 3-0, so I knew he was either going to get me an engagement ring or a soda stream. Uh, let's just say I'm really excited about spending the rest of my life alone carbonating water. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we tried out We tried out the soda stream. Yeah, we That's tried it I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, it's you know it's uh it's it's okay. 
It's uh. I mean, the flavorings that they give you with it is shitty. So we'll just yeah. say that they're pretty awful. So I think I think it'd be good in the future. We'll post recipes because we're going to design our own mixes. So they don't taste like store-bought shit. So I think at this point, guys, the real question is, how is the soda stream going to add to your relationship? And do uh, you guys feel that it added to your sex life the night that you received it? Uh, well, the night that she received it, uh, we both fell asleep due to mild uh, intoxication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my birthday party. Yeah. Um, so the soda stream's yeah. actually hurting your yeah, relationship. Yeah, it's actually hurting our relationship. It's been all downhill since it's the soda stream actually Pretty much arrived. just been a great disappointment yeah. so far. <laughs> but um, yeah, like John said, I think in the future it definitely has the possibility to add to our relationship in mm-hmm. the kitchen and in the bedroom. We're looking forward to exploring new recipes yeah. together. Mixers, everything like that. Yeah. Um, like so many kinks, complicated and disappointing at first, but if you really get the dialogue going, yeah, it can, it can work. be amazing. It could be amazing. Take things to the next level, I think. I Wonderful. think you, if, if anyone can do it, it's the two of you. Well, thank you, Mel. And listeners, thank you to all of you so much for sticking with us this first year. It's been a wild ride. Um, again, continue. Please continue to send us your questions. We love, we love the questions. Um, please yeah. send them. We love to hear what you have to say. Mel, thanks again for being with us. Thank you so much for having yeah, me, guys. Again, it's a pleasure. Um, and remember, you can always find our podcast online. That's humpdayhappyhour.net. And you can also subscribe on iTunes. Uh, so until next time, I'm Becky. And I'm John. This is Hump Day Happy Hour.